When Al Lazard walked off the field after week 18, he knew he was all but finished in Green Bay. After all, he was on the Aaron Rodgers wish list. But his career is not expected. For him to go from where he started as an undrafted free agent to New York as a highly coveted receiver in free agency, and not just because Aaron Rodgers wanted him in New York. We look back on his journey, including an interview we did with Alan Lazard back in 2019 when he was just breaking out with the Green Bay Packers. All of that on today's show. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month of online therapy. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Al Lazard is the kind of player that made it easy for fans to root for him. He blocked. He ran routes where he knew he was not going to be the primary target. He did everything you asked of him on the field played with swagger, and off the field was also everything you could have asked for. Engaged in the community, especially in his hometown Iowa community, and seemed to genuinely love being a member of the Green Bay Packers. He broke out in 2019 in part because Aaron Rodgers insisted, insisted, maybe demanded that he play. And Rodgers rewarded him And Lazard rewarded that faith from Rodgers with a breakout game against Detroit in prime time. A game that those two almost single-handedly, I guess double-handedly, won. And they have never looked back. Lazard is going to step into an offense in New York right away and produce. Because he has the faith of his quarterback. But that wasn't always the case. And it wasn't an easy adjustment from Alan Lazard coming into the league as an undrafted free agent, a practice squad member in Jacksonville, then coming to Green Bay, trying to carve out a role and watching that role grow and grow and grow until he led the team last year in targets and then earned this big time deal in New York to go play with one of the greatest players to ever strap on a helmet. So on today's episode, we're going to look back through that 2019 interview we did with Alan Lazard at how he got here, what that adjustment period was like. And remember that his arrival to this moment was anything but predetermined. I knew it was a fresh start. 
And, you know, just mm-hmm. be able to be on the practice squad all year and just kind of just sitting back, waiting for my moment, waiting for my moment, and then never really having that come um, was another, like, humbling experience, but also just taught me to have patience and to keep on working because when that opportunity comes and I do get a chance, I have to, I know that I have to capitalize it because everyone knows the NFL stands for not for long. And I knew that, especially being an undrafted guy, my, my odds are making it are very slim. So I just knew that when I got to Green Bay that I needed to be on laser focus every single day and make sure that I'm doing whatever I can to outwork anyone else who's trying to take my job. And then, you know, you were someone who I think for a lot of people, including QB1, jumped out right away in in the spring and, and obviously into training camp. What was different for you, do you think? Um, like I said, just a lot of that growing up part in Jacksonville, you know. Um, it took a while, for sure. But like you said, those DBs down there going against Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boye every single day only made me better. Um especially Jalen. Um, in my eyes, I think he's the best corner in the league uh, as of now. But uh, just being able to go against him every single day, I started to get better and better. And I think, you know, that's definitely a, a part of my success is just be able to go against such a good talent every day. What is it like then when you get to, you know, you're, you're going through the process, you make some, some plays in preseason, and then someone like Aaron Rodgers, it, sort of out of the blue, singles you out as someone who's having a great camp. Uh, yeah, that, for him to say that, um, those words that he said under camp was obviously, you know, a um, pretty big moment. Um, just, you know, from for me as a little kid from Iowa, you know, um, not supposed to be here, went undrafted and whatnot, and, and, you know, I'm in the back of the locker room. But for him to speak up on me, I think that just speaks volume of his character um, and how much he, he just wanted to you know show appreciation that he noticed on how much hard work I put in and what I could do to help this team. I don't need you to say anything about Blake Bortles, but or any of those quarterbacks in Jacksonville. But what were your impressions? Anything surprise you the first time you're catching some of those lasers from twelve? Um. Yeah, there's a there's a few passes that I caught like during camp where it, they were just different. <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain, but uh, the way that he throws the ball and how he just puts it right there in the most convenient place for you, especially when you're running a route and the defenders draped all over you, what uh, was pretty like I was like, oh, like this is this is why there's so much hype about this man and whatnot. It's because he was able to go out there and just make unbelievable throws. Day in and day out. All right, we're going to get back to our conversation with Alan Lazard from 2019 in just a second. But before we do, today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We all could use some help from time to time. And I know for me, I don't spend enough time in a given week checking in with myself and going, what am I going through right now? What do I need right now? What do I want right now? What am I giving to the people around me? What do I have the bandwidth even to give to the people around me? And of course, if I don't feel like I have the bandwidth to give enough to myself or to those around me, how am I possibly going to have the bandwidth to even contemplate those things? That is the catch 22 often of trying to take care of your mental health. Well, it would be great if you had someone who could just be there for you when you needed them to be and offer no judgment. 
And that is what BetterHelp can offer you. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on. And, and then, so then you go through the preseason and, and look, I thought you had a great preseason. Uh, and then, you know, the, the, the final day comes, what is that last day? Like when, when you have to deal with cut down day? Uh, obviously very frustrating. Um, you know, it's something that I thought that I had worked and earned. Uh, but I also know the nature of this business and, that at the end of the day, it is a business. And so they have to do whatever's best for them. And I, I knew that even though I did get cut, that, you know, like I said, since a little kid, I've always dreamed and always saw myself playing a professional sport, uh, especially in the NFL. And so I, I never lost hope or belief in myself. And it was just another opportunity. I just told myself that when I get my opportunity to be on an active 53, that I can't go back down to a peace squad. Or cut. So let's talk about that opportunity because it comes against Detroit. And we we have not heard details quite about what happened on the sideline, but there's there's been some hints at what happened that, that you know Aaron Rodgers says, you know, get my guy an opportunity. How do you hear, hey, you know, you're going in the game? What what happens there? Um I, I knew I think it was uh he came to the sideline, whatever, and the coaches just came up to me just to let me know that I was coming in um, for the next series and whatnot. So, I mean, like I said, I had been preparing for this moment um, really since I had got to Green Bay back in December of last year. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that, you know, I've definitely mentally um, visualized and prepared myself for um, so that in that moment that I was going to be able to make those plays that I ended up helping the team win yeah everyone always says you know i prepare every week like i'm gonna play and that you know that's sort of the 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 line that everyone goes to but but i mean what is that like because you didn't have to do that in college you prepared to play and then you played so how do you make that leap from from preparing to play and then not playing um i think that was that was a a little bit part of the growing up part um just realizing that you know like you said in college i was the receiver um one for four years straight. Um, I never really had a sweat too much about losing my job or not getting the ball. Um, and so I, now I've started to switch over to the mindset of I need to go earn every single snap that I can get, whether it's a run player or a pass play. And especially the pass plays, whenever the ball comes to me, I got to be able to make a play. And, you know, I got to be able to do whatever I can to show these coaches that I deserve to be not only on the team, but on the field. And I can help this team win in multiple ways. So I, I, you had an interview with Larry McCarron after the Lions game, and you, you basically said, look, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised by what happened. How do you immediately walk onto the field when you have a quarterback who is, is so um, persnickety about routes being run a certain way and, and so on guys to make sure they're always in the right places? How do you walk on the field and he immediately has faith in you to be where you're going to be to the point that he throws a ball to you when, I mean – I guess you were open because you caught it and it was a touchdown, but I mean, it, how do you get to that place? Um, like I said, uh, it goes all the way back to December when I first got here, just knowing that, um, you know, when I first showed up in December last year, the season was pretty much over. There's two more weeks and we knew that we were going to go to the playoffs. So I just started preparing to make sure that I left the best taste or 
you know, the best image in not only my teammates and coaches, but, you know, the front office people as well um, for the for the end of the, the year last year. And then so when I came back, just to build off that every single day. And so, like you said, like for him to um, call on my number at that point in the game um, and to be able to go out there and make the play, it was just, like I said, it was just preparation over months and months of training. Um, lots of lots of time of just visualizing uh, myself making plays. Uh, you know, it's something that I do every single day. I talk to myself in my head a lot um, of things that I want to do, of, you know, looks that I could be getting uh, depending on what player it is and how I'm going to be able to make an adjustment if they do this or that and just to be able to go out there and just be able to execute it no matter what happens. And thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. Every dayers, later on the show this week, we have our rookie orientation series that pushes forward. And then we get to start talking about real football, well, real-ish football at mini camps coming up very, very soon. All of that is going to be on the show this week. All right, back to our interview. You mentioned Coach Hackett. How has he helped you prepare? How has he helped you prepare to prepare because you know if you're not preparing the right way what's the what's the phrase it's not practice make perfect it's perfect practice makes perfect how do you how do you, how did he help you uh improve your whether it's your studying it's your route running i mean how did how has he helped you move forward i think he's just really dumbed down the complexity of <laughs> the nfl and yeah like he's just done it like like i said he's just a tremendous teacher um he, he he's always doing something every single day um, with his presentations, whether it's uh, third down, goal line, um, gold zone, uh, you know, he's always making his presentations very interesting, and it and it grabs your attention. So you you don't have really much of a choice but to be fully engaged um, when he's talking. And I think he just does a, such a great job presenting and teaching, not only to me but the, the other people too. And then they just explaining why he wants you to do this and the reasoning for it because sometimes um i think that's ends up when you don't do that that's what ends up having bad plays or misunderstandings is that when you don't know what you're doing or why you're doing it it can often lead to confusion i mean do you think it you have uh, you talked so much about your preparation and the work that you've put in uh it, it just strikes me that 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 is one reason why aaron Rodgers seems to trust you implicitly and as soon as you're out there he trusts you do you think i mean that's that's part of it that he's just like i see alan putting in the work i know he's going to be where he needs to be to the point where you know you come in and and he trusts you to be where you need to be right away because that's uncommon especially in green bay receivers do not have that sort of level of trust with rogers right away and you seem to get it yeah um (laughs) i mean I, i hate to say it but like i said it just goes back to december of just, you know, be, having laser, like seriously though, like just having, just being locked in every single day and just trying to prove to everyone, especially him, you know, obviously to get the amount of respect and high praise from him on that, he, you know, what he said to the media. But then also, like he said, you know, we sit, to, we sit next to each other in the uh, team meeting every single day. Um, and he's just also a great communicator and a great leader as well. So, I mean, going out there knowing that you got a future Hall of Fame quarterback it helps you calm down a little bit too, you know, <laughs> it's not like I'm going yeah. out there, which is, you know, some, some guy who's getting his first start or, you know, that's fairly <laughs> new to the league. Um, so he's obviously been here before and he's done it with multiple receivers. So the way that I see it is that like, 
other people have done it before. So like, why can't I, you know, I, I don't see too many other receivers that he's had before be, um, uh, stupendously more talented or, you know, physically more athletic, um, than me. And so, you know, I, I, I've, I've seen him in the production that he's had over what, 14 some years. Um, so I know that I can be a part of that too. And now for me, it's just to be, um, one of the, one of the better guys that he's played with, you know, to make sure that, you know, I'm doing whatever I can to, to help him as well. Yeah, and, and I was going to ask you about that, so I'm glad you brought it up. I, I will tell you that that the leaping grab that you made on the sidelines, I said on Twitter, I don't know that Aaron Rodgers has ever played with a guy who would have made that catch the way that you did, and maybe Devontae makes it. I don't want to take anything away from him, but the size, and the, I mean, when he throws that, are you going, oh, yeah, I can definitely get to this, or are you like, all right, let's see what I got? Oh, oh! I mean, every time you know he throws me the ball, like I said earlier, that's the mentality that I have: is that I need to go get the ball one, and then two, I got to do whatever I can to to get that ball in the end zone, or at least you know get as much positive yards as possible. So he threw it up there, and you know, if you really watch the clip though, like I don't even jump as high as I can because I'm backpedaling. I really got like a right. quarter squat, so like <laughs> I, I know that, and and really, I mean, you're I saying you got way. more in there. Oh, hundred percent, especially on game day, just having the juices flowing like that and whatnot. Um, I definitely can go up and get get a ball, um, given the circumstances for sure. <laughs> All right, last one. Do you know what your name auto corrects to on the iPhone? <laughs> lizard. <laughs> it's it's alien lizard. Alien lizard. And Love so it. that has become a nickname for you on Twitter, especially among my colleagues and, and my friends. And so now it's like, you know, when you make a play, you got to throw the Godzilla gif up there because he's an alien yeah. lizard. <laughs> that is what, true. What do you that think? I, I like it. I, my favorite one right now is the Lizard Key. I've been okay. seeing that one on social media. So, um, And I think that there's going to be some apparel coming out with it too um, shortly in the near future. I like it. The the solid verbal guys said the the Duke of Hazard, Alan Lazard, like the Dukes of Hazard, but it doesn't yeah, yeah. doesn't quite have the same ring to it. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, especially Lazard. Lazard's just such a unique name. It's kind of hard right. to like marry it up with anything else, you know. <laughs> well, we got to make sure that that you, you know the the announcers know how to pronounce it because it Absolutely. seems like it seems like maybe at first they didn't, but they do now. They, they and they'll get better at it more because they won't they won't get uh to drive saying my name. <laughs> All right, Alan, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Peter. All right, I hope you found that that interview um, interesting, useful. If, if you missed it back in 2019, I don't blame you. That was a long time ago. And I just thought it would be a really great way to look back at a, a player who is not going to go down in the annals, right? He is not going to go down as an all-time great Green Bay Packer. But I do think he will go down as a beloved Green Bay Packer, someone who was essential on teams that all they did was win football games. He was a critical part, especially of those 2020 and 2021 teams. And then he was set up for a bigger role in 2022 on an offense that was, I think, better than people remember, um, but forget because how the season ended and because in the biggest moments, oftentimes the offense was not able to create enough. But that version of Alan Lazar, the 2019 version, who was just still figuring out his place in the league. We have to remember, and I think this is something that we can we can apply to our own lives, that 
just because we're in a place in a moment doesn't mean we can't get to where we want to go. And I think if you would if you had told Alan in that moment that he would be here, he probably would have believed you. But I bet a lot of fans, maybe myself included in this, would not have necessarily believed that he would have gotten to this point where he could carry an offense and then go out and get a big-time free agent contract, um, no matter what Jets fans say about what number receiver. He's going to be receiver two at worst this year, okay? They brought him in because he can do everything in that offense. He's going to be a big part of that game plan, and if he stays healthy, I think he can have a really nice season. All he does is catch first downs. All he does is make important plays and block and do everything that you need a receiver to do. All right, uh, back later this week. Um, depending on uh, when you're hearing this and and what's going on, I may be at the hospital right now um, with my wife. Um, hopefully everything is okay and and that I will get to announce very soon um, that uh, our, our baby girl is here. So thank you all for being supportive. Thanks for all the notes and, and messages that I've gotten from all of you who have sent your, your support to me and my family. Um, as we're, you know, just in the, in the final, the final days, final hours, maybe the final minutes before, um, this, uh, this blessing enters our world. So, um, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski, follow the podcast on Twitter, locked on Packers, like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, watch old episodes. They're all there for you on YouTube. So you can stay. Locked on Packers.